Bless your name, Jesus. From the womb of the morning, you knew my youth. You are my life, and I am yours, glorious one. of my youth you are the strength of my youth morning after morning you open my ears you are the strength of my life you are the anchor of my faith morning by morning you open my ears to hear your voice and to see your face morning by morning you open my ears to hear your voice and and to see your face morning by morning you open my ears to hear your voice and to see your face morning by morning you open our ears you circumcise our heart you pierce our ears you give us eyes up morning by morning from the womb of the morning you renew your youth you are my life and i am yours glorious one you are my morning glory but i thank you you are the anchor of our lives. You are the strength of our lives. You are the strength that we lean on. You are the helper. You are our encourager. Jesus, we worship you. 
we ask lord that you will speak to us and that your word we have entrance for the entrance of your word gives life and understanding to the simple lord jesus you will help us thank you father in jesus name we pray amen hallelujah praise jesus good morning everybody oh it's 11 11 praise god hallelujah father we thank you i want to thank the lord for the opportunity to stand in front of us um i'm the least of all of us but and this privilege is given to me by the favor of god and by the fellowship of the brethren i want to really appreciate god for that um praise god we are looking at the revelation of jesus christ you know i i am not too much um i'm not too much intelligent with spiritual numbers but i want to branch that place of 11 11 that oftentimes these numbers are symbols of something the lord is doing because the lord speaks to us in codes and that's why when we speak in tongues we are speaking in codes of the spirit the bible says that he that speaketh in tongues in unknown tongues he speaketh mysteries unto god so to god when when i'm praying in tongues i'm saying intelligent things very high intelligent things that are veiled to the understanding of a mortal man except the ears of a man is open you know there's this opening there's this natural opening of the year that the lord gave to us and then there is another opening in the spirit where you are hearing the tongues and you are hearing the interpretation inside your ear like it's coming out plainly you know so um, it is often said that the number 11 is a number of transition it's like when you're trying to move from one place to the other where you're trying to move from one location to the main location and today you know in the hebrew calendar we are in that portal because tomorrow tomorrow which is 16th of september is the beginning of the new year in in israel and we are all aware that their calendar was given to them by god so their calendar interprets the seasons of god more than the other calendars it doesn't mean that god does not work with the gregorian calendar it doesn't mean that god cannot you know you know find expression in the other calendars but we know that scripturally the lord gave them their times and their season and gave them their calendars so oftentimes when the lord wants to do something it passes through that portal of their calendar that's the good morning mama it passes through the portal of their calendar hallelujah so we are in that season where a door is open um, at the beginning of each new year in Israel is a open door season. It's a season where you can enter the gate and then discover what is written by God concerning your life. Now in the Old Testament, before Jesus Christ came to die for us, they have sacrifices that they have to make just so that the new year will not carry baggages of the previous year and the failures of the previous years and the iniquities of the previous years. But the Lord will be giving them during Yom, Yom Kippur a new page. You know, but we have Jesus who through the internal spirit offered himself on our behalf to the Father like he was crucified. And internally we do not need 
to what's it called we do not need to kill any goat or kill any ram we are internally having access but we are also a people who are conscious of the times and seasons that god have placed knowing that the natural laws that he gave to israel we are, we are speaking of the spiritual things in the realm of the spirit though they have it as shadow but because of jesus we have the real thing we don't have the shadow anymore hallelujah so in israel the the month before this this gate that is opening tomorrow is a season of repentance they repent for an entire month that's the people that knows that they have to meet with god and because they have to meet with god they prepare their hearts it's in their law it's in the way god trained them they don't go to god haphazardly they don't wake up one morning like when the lord was going to visit on mount sinai he said to moses that prepare them day one day two i'm coming on the third day so god often doesn't like to meet us unawares even though he said that his coming will be like the thief in the night jesus went ahead to say that we are not the children of the night that the coming should meet us unawares we are children of the day so when the lord is coming he often wants us to know he he, he rats you know is coming to us i'm coming prepare i'm coming prepare he may not give us the exact time, the exact day, but in our spirit begins to steer us up to pay attention. So I perceive that that number was, was projected to show us that we are in a fast pace because it was double 11. We're in a fast pace into this transition. Hallelujah. And I perceive in my heart that um, um, I would be talking about, you know, how do, how do we assess the revelation of Jesus? What are the requirements you know the little with, with within the little that i can give expression to because it is harmful to get to the gate and not know how to how to enter it is also waste of time to get to the gate and not know how to knock persistently until the door is open now in the hebrew calendar we are entering the year um 5784 and emphasis is on the 84. The 84 is the pay. Pay is the, the speaking mouth, the prophesying mouth. And the, the four there is, is, um, is called the letter Dalet. Dalet has three meanings, but majorly they look at Dalet from the angle of the door because of the way Dalet is shaped. It's shaped as a door. And then Dalet is also shaped like a poor man. And it's not the poverty of cash. It's not the poverty or the scarcity of earthly things, but the poverty of the heart. The Bible says that blessed are the humble. You know, so when we are approaching this gate of God, when we are approaching the revelation of Jesus, the one of the major requirements that the Lord expects from us is humility of heart. You know, to tell ourselves that all the things I have known before is not good enough. I don't know enough. I don't know except you teach me. Praise the Lord. You see in the experience of Ezekiel that they asked him that can this dry bone live again? It's, it's um, Ezekiel is a very intelligent prophet. But he said, I don't know. Thou knowest. There's a point we get with God where we surrender our personal intelligence because the intelligence of man does not prevail in those places. So we come with a heart of humility as we are approaching this gate. This new season, we are saying, Lord, we don't know what is behind the door. We don't know what the year holds. We don't even know your moves that are coming. But Lord, we, we are standing like a poor man at the gate. 
and, and asking for your mercy. And when I say poor man, I don't mean that you are poor financial. I don't mean, you know, it does not remove your sonship. It doesn't mean that you are not a son of God. Uh, sons of God don't beg God. That's not true. Jesus begged his father. He's still begging his father till today. Because he forever lived to make intercession. And when you are interceding, you are begging on behalf of people. You are telling God, please don't do that. Let's, let's give them some time. You know, so being a son does not take away that. Begging the Lord does not take away our sonship. It doesn't reduce us. But actually begging the Lord is a posture of humility. And it's very important to know what posture we bring to assess the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's just the way Jesus was. How was he able to get to the point where he broke the seal? The Bible says that he came as a lamb that was slain. That means that the dying of the saints gives him access. Every time I die to, to the self-life, I approach an intelligence in God. Because dying in the realm of the spirit, dying to the flesh in the realm of the spirit is a realm of intelligence. It's very, very intelligent. It's not, yes, people might look at you as you, you seem to be too laid back. You seem not to be, you know, you're not catching up with your mate. But you are letting go of these things in the realms of the spirit, in the realm where it matters, among the faith hall of fame, among the people that are timber and caliber in the realms of God. I'm not talking about the realms of men because the Bible says that the life of a man is like grass. And we have heard that the best of a grass is flower. And the flower falleth away. But in the realms of eternity, in the realms among the, the angels and the creations of God that do not die like mortal men, humility and dying to serve is very intelligent. It's very, very intelligent. I go back to a story that Regina told in the final quest. That when he, he was giving this outshining glory and he looked for a mantle that looked like rag and put it on, wisdom said to him, you are wise. You have done wisely. Now in the realms of men, when you have that kind of a, a fugiance, you are supposed to you know, come out and display. Praise the Lord. But in the realms of the spirit, where, where intelligence matters, covering with meekness was intelligence, was wisdom. Praise the Lord. And I do not believe that Moses covered in his face because he wanted to veil the children of Israel. He veiled that operation because he did not want to be seen as God. Remember that that four faces was the expression of God. It's, it's the expression that God gave the living creature. Everyone that God created, every creature that God created, he gave his nature to. So to the cherubim, he gave them his civilizations and times and seasons. The seraphims, he gave them his fire. The four living creatures, he gave them his operations in those four folds. Hallelujah. So when Moses interfaced with them, his face began to shift into all of that. And Israel could not behold him. You know, after a while, they would start, start worshipping Moses because that's what Israel always do. When they have an amazing man of God, the moment the man of God passes away, they will go and take his effort and hang it and say, this is the thing to worship. They did it to Gideon. So in order for a generation not to be swelled away, Moses had to cover his face and then when he gets before God he takes it away because in this place he can fellowship with that full expression of the four faces and nothing will tamper with the law of creation but in the faces of people when they start seeing they will think in their hearts that they don't need to go to heaven that here is a God you know Israel has always looked for a physical manifestation of God even though God told them that do not use anything to represent me 
don't 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 make me look like a goat or a dog don't create me like don't create any image but it's it's the nature of human to want to you know bring god into elements and 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 bring out something out of the element and say if you touch it now you will touch god that's why we like the physical mantle of certain prophets because we believe that when we touch their mantle we are touching the oppression of the spirit those things are good in some levels but it's not good when we start idolizing them god doesn't want us to be caught in all of that praise the lord so hallelujah the posture that gives me access to the revelation of jesus yesterday personality was talking about the the hoitment the you know the, the measure of the hoitment one was the oil itself they said it's, it's i think an hin right and then the maya which symbolizes dying is 50 the measure is 500 then they had the cinnamon and then one other spices when they had it together yes sir, i know cram it in my head <laughs> all right so those ones were 250s now the priest and the high priest they need to wear that ointment to find access before god in the natural you need to smell in a certain way for even the cherubs to recognize that you are here on illegitimate ground because there is no illegitimacy that will be allowed to assess the the realms of god that's why we go by the blood of jesus we don't go by our personal righteousness because if you are going by your personal righteousness when the cherubs and the angels of the lord measure they will they will find loopholes loophole is in the realm that is lower than you anybody that is below you in the realm of the spirit you will always find their loophole any as presently yes we are sons of god our destiny is above the angels but present in our present existence they are in the heavens so they, they see clearer they see clearer they hear better so when they come to our realm they see our loophole there was a man of god i had an experience with an angel he was drinking coca-cola and the angel asked him that why are you drinking poison like yes the angel looked the coca-cola to the angel was pure poison like why are you taking poison into your body you know and the man, the man the man looked at the angel he was shocked that like so you could even discern this drink see this is poison because all those chemical components that they are using to produce things they are they are the realms of the atmosphere you know when 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 you pick when the chemical is burning when when something is toxic you know even in the realm of the spirit that toxic atmosphere that when you get in your spiritual eyes just blind you can't preach the word. The atmosphere is... Angels cannot survive in those kind of environments. They will stay out until somebody comes in and fumigates the atmosphere, maybe by worship or by repentance or by speaking the word. So when that happens, the angels will now come and deliver their message because they deliver messages based on atmosphere. There are atmospheres that allow them to give expression. Praise the Lord. The man now told the angel that I, I just like poison. <laughs> Because he didn't have any excuse for drinking Coca-Cola. But I think he, he stopped taking it because of that rebuke that the angel gave to him. So what is the posture of the heart that we used to come before the revelation of Jesus? We saw it in the life of John the Divine. He said, hi John, your brother and your companion in tribulation. Your companion and your brother. We are together in the patience of the kingdom. Because the kingdom of God is not a 100 meter dash. It's a marathon. It's, it's, 
it's, it's a journey you keep going and going that things the Lord will tell you right now he's not going to do it until 150 years later and he expects that you're going to hold on to that word and have hope and, and anchor that hope on the integrity of God because faithful is it that has spoken he will do it praise the Lord so we saw John to approach the place, the, in, in his approach to the place where the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ was delivered to him, we saw his heart posture. We saw his language. You can actually tell what a man has by the way he speaks. We saw his language. He said, hi, John, I'm your companion. I'm, I'm, I'm with you in this tribulation, and we are together. I, am not, I, I do not see myself higher than you because Jesus did not give that example to us. Jesus never elevated himself above the brethren. He, he stayed in the midst of his brethren and declared the name of the Lord, you know, in his songs. Praise the Lord. Uh, I want to read Isaiah. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 29. You know, when the Bible said that the book was delivered to someone to open it and read it, the man said that it's sealed. Why was it sealed? The second man said, I am not learned. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to read. It's not talking about the alphabetical reading. It's not talking about whether he went to school or not. I want to read Isaiah 29 verse 11. And the vision of all is become unto you as the word of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one that, that is learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he said, I cannot, for it is sealed. And the book is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he said, I am not learned. Now this is not the learning just in the natural. Uh, this is not about whether I can read the Hebrew alphabet or not. It's not about whether I can read the alphabet and give the, the, decode the symbols of the alphabet. It was the posture of his heart. It was the assets that have been granted to him because of his you know, fellowship with the realities in Christ Jesus. They were here. I think it was in the book of Isaiah too. They were here, but they will not understand. But he looked at the disciples who were fishermen mostly and said, But to you it has been given to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. So it was a given, it was a given gift. The Lord gave it to them. And that was because they yielded to the example that Jesus Christ was. They yielded to the life that Jesus Christ presented to them. One of the ways we gain access to the revelation of Jesus. Not one of the ways. I think that's the entire way because that's what Jesus mirrored. It's the revelation of Jesus that the Father gave unto him. They made sure that they emphasized that it was the Father that gave it unto him, that he didn't go to collect it by himself. And the Father gave it unto him so that he would give it to his servants, people that are like him. And then he now sent his angels to typify it to the servant. One of the ways we assess it is by the quantity of the dines that we go through. That's that ointment. Now we do, we, you know, I can go and buy Maya in the market and pound it and pour it into an olive oil and then buy cinnamon and pound it and pour it. But it will not give me access because those things were shadows. The real thing is that the dying of a believer, remember the two witnesses in the Bible that stood by the, the, the two witnesses that were represented as the two olive do you notice that it was the oil from their inside that was giving fire, continual fire to the menorah? Even though the menorah were the seven spirits of God, we have a responsibility to sustain the light of the seven, that 
that sevenfold spirit, we have a responsibility by to press out oil consistently. And that was something Jesus Christ was always doing. In spite of his fame as a man of God, he had the responsibility to go into the Father, to spend time to press out oil, to fellowship with the Father. He, did, he never gave excuse that, oh, I have ministered from morning to night, I need to sleep. No, you, you need, because you need to sustain the lamp. And they don't come and help you sustain the lamp. You sustain the lamp by the life on your inside. By pressing out the oil all the time. Hallelujah. One of, um, one of the ways we, we sustain the giftings and the calling of God is by our dying. So that when we assess the revelation of Jesus, it is pure. It is clean. Hallelujah. You check in the life of this. What I'm saying now is all over the scripture. Check in Daniel. When, they, when Daniel realized that the 70 years prophesied by Jeremiah was elapsing, you know, it has elapsed, and Israel was still in bondage, the Bible says that Daniel went into 21 days fasting, or was it the second one? He was, he was fasting and he was mourning, and he was identifying with the sins of his father's house. It was the same thing they did with Jesus in the book of Isaiah 53 verse 6. The Bible says that we all went astray. But the father took Jesus and made him a scapegoat to bear the iniquity of everyone. The same thing with an intercessor. Like I was saying yesterday, that it's not, um, the Lord expects us to stand in the gap. To stand in the gap, to, to talk to God about this thing didn't go right in this uh, quarter, this church. Is, they are not doing the right thing. It's not for me to criticize them. Oftentimes we fall into that because it's very easy to do to criticize. It's very easy to, to gist around the failures of other brethren. Because maybe you know, you know the thing about gisting is it takes your mind away from your own personal problem at that time. While you're talking about other people, you, you are distracted from your own personal challenges. So the discussion can be very interesting. But this is what the Lord expected from us. I'll, I'll go to the book of Revelations chapter 2. I'm sorry, I didn't plan to talk this fast. My, I guess my tongue is just running. <laughs> Hallelujah. I didn't plan to talk this fast. And it's not because I have confidence. I think, I think the Lord is helping me. Hallelujah. Revelations chapter 2. I want to read something the Lord said to the church in Pergamon that really like struck my heart. Like, he said unto the angel of the church in Pergamos write this sincerity which had a sharp sword with two edges I know thy works and where thou dwellest even where Satan's seat is and thou holdest fast my name and art not denied my faith even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr who was slain among you where Satan dwelleth but I have a few things against thee, because thou art there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to hear things sacrificed unto idols, and to commit fornication. So hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Repent, or else I will come unto thee quickly, 
I want us to pay attention to that verse 16. Repent, or hells, and we come unto thee quickly, and we fight against them. That's the part I'm going. Repent. Now, this group of people are committing sin, and the Lord is telling this group of people to repent on behalf of this, this group of people. Because when the Lord comes, he will visit these people. The visitation of the Lord is in twofold. Now, anytime, you know, when, when, when the prophet hears that the Lord is coming, they start warning the people. Because the visitation of the Lord can be very, very, it can be, you know, it can be very terrifying. So that even if you are righteous, you will be saved by, by a whisker, you know, by trembling and by quaking. So, the Lord was telling the Pergamon's brethren that he's going to visit them. There was a visitation coming. Just like we're expecting visitation from the Lord in this season. There's a visitation coming. And often time when visitation is coming, there is the judgment for iniquity and there is the promotion for holding on to righteousness. Praise the Lord. But the, the Bible said that the Lord said to this church, I mean the, the Pergamon's brethren, he said to them, he said, there are these people among you that practice the doctrine of Balaam. And there are these people that host the doctrine of the Lycolatians. And I hate it. He said, I'm going to come and visit you. You know. And when I don't repent. I, let, let, let me put it this way. Let's say for instance, I am, God forbid, I am one of those that practice the doctrine of Balaam. And Pastor Uche is one of the righteous saints in Pegamos. And the Lord is telling him that he should repent on my behalf. Because when he comes to visit, he's going to deal with me. That's what... Can we, can, we, can we open that place? 16 of this chapter 2. He said, I will come to you, but I will judge them. So the Lord is expecting that I should, I should be repenting over the sin of another. That was the same thing that Daniel was doing. Even though he wasn't the one that committed the sin that casted Israel to... He was repenting on behalf of his fathers. He said, repent or else I will come to you quickly and I will fight against them. He didn't say I will fight against you. The, I, I was checking other versions to be sure that it wasn't grammatical error. But the Bible is deliberate about it. He said, I will come to you quickly and I will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. So, if the, 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 the Bible says that there was, that, I think there was a place in the Bible where the Lord said that I, I look for a man to stand as, as an intercessor and I didn't find her. For that reason, he judged the people. There was another one where he's mighty and saved them. But there was a place in Ezekiel that he judged the people because he did not find men to stand in the gap. Praise the Lord. So in the body of Christ, I'm saying this because this door that the Lord has opened to us, we don't go in in our individual name. We don't go in alone. I think I heard the man of God said this. He said, there's a difference between when you are saying my father and our father. When you are saying our father, you must be conscious of the entire body of Jesus Christ. When you are saying my father, you are dealing with God on a personal level. But once the thing shifts into our father, we are talking about an entire people. So you are not going in your own name or in your own consciousness or for your own personal benefit. And that was the same way the priests in the, in, in the Old Testament were. They were not approaching the court because, oh, we have a, I have a family disease. I need you to wipe it out. They are going in with the 12 tribe of Israel on their chest on their two shoulders to talk to God about each tribe. 
to see how and they are like the scapegoat because everybody can go about their businesses but not deliver life of his own the priest doesn't have a life we are like that on this head we have a life of our own we don't have agenda of our own if we have to like continually find access to the revealings of jesus christ we don't have personal agendas that was how the priests were they didn't give them inheritances among the other tribes rather they, they took them to a different environment i think at the point they scattered them among the tribes so some of the tribes are inside judah so just so that you get keep those other tribes praise the lord the same thing with the body of christ because as we are approaching this gate of um rosh hashanah the new dawn in the spirit you know every time there is a calamity in the nations there's a gate there's a gate they pass through there is a porter they pass through there is a porter they pass through there are certain seasons in the year that makes it easy for evil to travel it's not witches that own the full moon or the blue moon or the new moon it was given to israel they gatekeep the moons in israel there are trumpets that they will sound on the days of the new moons there are trumpets they will sound on the days of the full moons where god got upset with them was that they were doing those traditions but they were not following the spirit they were disobeying god but it's not like he's against the the you the the gatekeeping of the for the reason the occult could could sleep could wait for full moon in order to release dark stuff it's because the lord created the full moon to be a passage where matters from the realm of the celestial can enter into the realm of the terrestrial where things can happen things and if something has been determined in the realm of the spirit it will happen physically it might take some time but it will happen physically if you observe this occultic men check the time where they come out to make declarations i don't want there's a there's a certain phone i don't want to mention the phone company they follow time gates they don't release their phones anyhow they don't just wake up in may and say we are releasing phone in may they pick a certain time in the year and when you check that gate very well you will see that it's attached to cosmic gates in the spirit because when they release those gadgets you will buy it you will buy it you will buy it you will buy into it you will become their marketer they won't pay you you will market them for free you will buy it and that's because they pass through a gate they pass through a divine season praise the lord There is a reason God put these things there. We don't go in by ourselves or in our name. I, I perceive in my spirit that this door is open. But we have to come in the consciousness of the body. We have to be conscious of the body. We have to release the pain we hold against any brother or any sister. Hallelujah. We are, and one of the things that Satan has done against the church is to plant offenses in our midst. And those offenses, they rest on our ego. On the person, the things you did to me that hurt me. The things you said that I didn't like. And he has succeeded in making us so discord against each other. 
And what is this called? Why did the Bible say it's in the book of Proverbs? I think 16 or thereabout. That this 16 is God hate, but the second, seventh one is an abomination to God. And that seventh one is actually seed of sowing discord. What does it mean to sow discord? Is to bring a disalignment, whether by speech or by action. There are things you will tell me about Pastor Danladi that the next time I hear Pastor Danladi preach, the entrance of the word will not give me life. Because I have, I have shifted away from him in my heart. I have despised his calling in my heart. I have looked more at his weaknesses. And that is why one of the key calling of every saint is to be an intercessor to stand in the gap because that's what jesus did and that was how john had access came with the body he came with the, the 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 mindset of one who is in companionship with the body with the entire body even though the you know the way the laudation church where it's just like the way nigerian church is to the china underground church the difference is just too much you see a people who can go to church for six days and they won't use the restroom and they will not cry hunger. And then you see another people who they run four services a day and 45 minutes per service. But we are all part of the body. We are part of the China church. The China church is part of us. Whatever the China church is doing in pressing onto the Lord, they are doing it for us. And whatsoever we are doing in not pressing it onto the Lord, we are doing it against them. Because there are no individual sins. There are no personal sins. We are either supplying to the joint or we are, you know, improvising the joint by not giving our own supply. Praise the Lord. The Lord wants us to approach this gate in the unity of the body. There is neither a redeemed, there is none a Christ embassy, there is, there is neither blue church or black church or China church or Ghanaian church. It's one body. the only time God will give you a voice to talk to his bride. Speak to the bride. There was a reason they gave John the Baptist a message to talk to the bride of Christ. To prepare the Jews, the Israelites, to come and have baptism so that they can encounter the Lord Jesus. There is a reason. If the Lord finds out that any time, remember what the Bible says about without servants that when his master will come, Find them beating the other people and dealing with them any other. It's going to cast him out. Because the Lord takes his fold. Very important. Very special. Very, very important. Even in their weakness. Have you not read in the scripture where God judged, judged a nation and a prophet because they did not help their weak brothers? Even in Israel, tribes are judged because they did not rise to the help of the weak ones. Praise the Lord. I perceive the Lord wants us to approach this gate with a, in, in a unified heart. So during the week, I find myself saying, Lord Jesus, actually, let me, let me confess before us. So there was this amazing man of God. I heard one or two things about him. I didn't like it. But I didn't count anything. I didn't know that it has, it has done something to my heart. And then another time, it did something... It did not offend me directly. You know, there are offenses like that. It's, you did not offend me directly. You did something and I judge it as wrong. And because I judge it as wrong, my heart shifted in a manner. And then, so one day I was praying and I was saying, Lord, show me. 
if there are ways inside of me that do not please you, if there's any way I'm dishonoring any authority in the spirit, if the Lord just brought the picture of that person and said, you heard this and this about this person. And you held it against him. Even though you talk to him, he can't reach you in the realm of the spirit when he's preaching. He now said, if I have forgiven him, why do you hold it against him? So I began to trust the Lord for that. And I was checking in my spirit that what is the surest door? I said, well, it's the door of mercy. Because you know, when you don't, you, you've not done, you feel like you've not done enough to, to hand that. You know, there's also the door of the blood of Jesus. The door of the blood of Jesus is actually the door of mercy. But there is the requirement of you also showing mercy to others. There are people that God we will not do some stuff to them because they are just full of mercy. They are imperfect. They don't do well all the time. But when it comes to mercy, God can always get them to do it. And they will do it. So I was praying and I, I saw me getting to the gate of heaven and I began to hear an accusation in my ear. I began to hear the Nigerian church do not obey the words of Jesus Christ. That was what brought me out of the experience. They, they were not going to deal with me based on my personal... That's why I'm emphasizing the body. They expected that we carry the burden of the body. The question is, what am I coming to do in the realm of the spirit if I do not carry the mind of the priest? The priest carries all the stones. He doesn't say, Judah did not treat my daughter-in-law very well. Just remove the stone. When I go and come back, I put it back. He doesn't say that. He carries Judah. He won't say, oh, Reuben, they cost Reuben. Let's just remove that stone. It will be hindering us. He carries Reuben to the holiest of all. So when I heard the accusations, he said, they are not doing what is written. What I told, Jesus said, my instructions. The Nigerian churches are not obeying my instructions. So when I came back, I said, ah, Lord, <laughs> have mercy on us. You know, because you might think that, oh, you are merciful, you are trying. They are not looking for your trial. They are not looking for your capacity to do well alone. The reason Jesus could assess that sin was that he bore the grief of the entire world. That's those, 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 these revelations will only be revealed to us in those kind of places. Where we bear, you know, Recent time, there, there were scandals about men of God who fell into fornication. If you check some of those scandals, maybe there were things that happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And because social media doesn't forget, they go and bring it up. And they will find ourselves talking and talking. And those times we are joining the enemy to accuse our brethren and not intercede. Because the assignment they gave to us is to intercede. He gave us the work of reconciliation. I pray that the Lord will raise skillful restorers. There are brethren that have been, they, they've gone out of the way. But there's a skill that you used to bring a brother back. There's skill. There's a skill to bring a brother back. It's, there's, there's a way, I, I, used to, I used to belong to a fellowship and it felt like this guy can never change. But as I grew up spiritually, the Lord began to show me why that problem was there. I was like, oh wow. There's a skill to restore people. And that skill is in the hand of the priest. When an Israelite becomes leprous, there's a way the priest checks him. When he's to get healed. You know, they go and check if the leprosy is in the house. 
if the leprosy had, that's the work of a priest is to stop the sin from from expanding so when i even speak that thing i'm not i'm not stopping the expansion i'm expressing it i'm expressing it i i summarize with this one there was this man of god that did something like that and the lord had told me if he didn't tell me it was a different matter he had told me ahead of time he said there's a scandal that we go out about a man of god it's not whether he did it or he didn't do it it was a spirit that was channeling that news so there's a scandal that will go out about a man of god say don't don't engage in it don't partake don't talk about it i say okay i will not experience like we've experienced where we're coming from and in this particular day we're in the car this man of god just one man of god just said oh they set the gear up they set the gear up to do that against the man of god ah, they say pay me you know you know sometimes you don't know that you have some seed of feminism until they touch it so as women we keep surrendering and say that i am not a feminist that thing is spirit so that thing that doesn't want you to appreciate the state where god has placed you the state of submission the state of stooping law to conquer because that's the grace he gave to women. We stoop to conquer. Every single time. It was the wisdom that Esther used against Haman. She stooped law before the Lord in fasting. And then she came to the king and the king was asking he said, just come and hit. That's a, that's a humble babe. Just come and hit me. First time. Second, she did not ask for Esther for Mordecai. Because it wasn't about Mordecai. It wasn't about because that could have been a pay a payback time for her uncle. Okay, let me save my uncle. Let me no. She went with the burden of the entire Israel before the king. I said, just come and eat with me. So anytime as a woman you find yourself struggling with that that office, that divine office of the Lord, whereby humility you are in grace with glory and honor. It's the spirit of, the, of feminism. It's in the air. It's in the air. If you have gone to the university, you most likely would have kissed with it a bit. Because everybody is in the same course. Course rep, you're a guy, you cannot talk to me anyhow. You know, I, you know I mean, I'm as intelligent as, as you are. But when it comes to the place of submission, you know, we have to expose ourselves to the Lord to deal with those things. So I was in the post, and this man of God, I know what the man of God was saying was wrong, but I had an initial in No, sir. It's not like that. These things happen. So men of God are like that. They, when I was done talking, my head, I felt it. You know when have you had experience where bed pulled on your head? That was how he was. He was disgusting. And funny thing, my husband was in the car. He was telling me, "Talk, bed. It's okay. It's okay, okay. When the argument is already taking off." <laughs> you know, there's that point where you don't want to stop because when you stop, you feel embarrassed. And uh, uh, many of us know what I'm talking about. You want to, you want to summarize it, but you say it's okay. Set him up. He has, a, of course, he has a weakness. But the Lord said the spirit eroding that thing are demons, and He said, I don't want you to fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. I don't want you to be fellowshipping with a demon. A demon accusing a brother? A demon saying this person is like this? I'm not saying that we don't judge the unrighteousness as the Lord leads us. 
But when the Lord gives a warning, do not fellowship with your fruitful works of darkness. Do not join gist with demons against your brother. Don't join gist with them because some of those gist are not from you. It's something telling you that that's how they do all the time. All these men of God, all these men of God, I don't trust them. Prophecy, prophecy, no, they happen. All those things, they are accusations. And the intent is to hinder us from our corporate access. Can we begin to pray? I think I've, um, I've overused my time. I'm sorry, please. I'm so sorry. Father, can we begin to say, Lord, I, I carry the consciousness of the body. I carry, there's one body, there's one spirit, there's one God, there's one faith, there's one baptism. Lord Jesus, help us to feel the pain that you feel when a body is not functioning well. Help us to feel the compassion. Help us to be quick to be compassionate. Help us, Jesus, to be, to be conscious of corporate body.